Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is Jamie to talk about the win over Livingston in the Premiership, preview Ross County, we talk a little bit about Scotland, we chat TV appearances after David appeared on Countdown, and we look ahead to the two derbies in April. How are we this week, guys? Very well, mate. How's yourself? Uh, very well, yeah. Um, just back from um, the sun down in England. I had a wedding the weekend. It was, it was, it was very nice, actually. Very nice. Um, we're going to start the show by talking about um, the 2-0 win over Livingston. Seems a wee while away, Gordon. Um, a good win for Hearts. Yeah, it was. Um, to be honest with you, I expected more from Livingston. Um, I thought it was quite a comfortable afternoon for Hearts, to be honest. Uh, perfect start. Um, taking the lead after just a couple of minutes there. Um, a little bit disappointed that, that we didn't score more goals, but um, overall it was a comfortable afternoon. And um, I think to, to score two goals, keep a clean sheet against a team that uh, had a lot to play for, um, I think is, a, is, again, just highlights the strength of the squad that we have at the moment. And um, Listen, we, we should be winning those games anyway, but uh, it's always nice to actually see because it's something we've struggled with uh, over the last few years. I mean, that's three three times we've beaten Livingston in the league now. Um, they were a bit of a bogey team for us um, over the last few years when we've been in the in the same league. So, yeah, delighted. And um, it was great to see Barry Mackay get his first goal. It was a incredible strike. It's been long overdue. And... Um, I think it was always going to be an incredible strike from him to break his sort of duck. It's he's been he's been close. He's certainly missed easier chances anyway, but it just shows you the quality of the guy to to get his foot. I mean, the ball was actually heading behind him and to wrap his foot round it and just steer it into that sort of top corner there. Magnificent strike, and and we were behind it and we seen it going all the way. It was just a, a thing of beauty. And uh, but overall, as I said, it was a Good afternoon, apart from uh, Benny Beningame uh, going off. That's obviously the, the, the biggest blow. But overall, uh, I don't think we can complain too much. Yeah, on, on that injury, Jamie, it is, it is a bit of a blow for Benny. Yeah, of course it is. Um, you know, we don't, we don't really know the time frame. We know it's going to be next season at some point. They didn't specify. Um, which is fair enough. He's going to get, hopefully he'll be able to get back in and get kind of pre-season done with the rest of the team. Um, obviously, that seems a, seems a long way away, but you would like to at least hope that that would be the case. Um, obviously, now we've got Peter Haring, we've got Cammy Devlin that's expected to kind of come back in now, which will be good, good timing that Devlin will get back in. And also Toby Sibic, we're sort of hoping that, well, I think originally Sibic was kind of planned to be coming into the frame next season. Um, but obviously he was thrown into the derby and did well in the derby, but after that, not not quite so much. So he might need to step up um, into one of those midfield positions if, say, Cammy Devlin or Pete Haring get injured. But I think that would be your your two midfielders going forward, certainly with a, the semi-final in mind. And uh, a word on Barry McCann? Yeah, agree with what... Gordon said, um, you know, only James Tavernier's had more assists than Barry McKay in the league. So although he didn't have that goal, he's still been one of Hearts' best players this season. I don't think anybody would um, would disagree with that. And it was good to hear him come out and say that he's, he seems to be really enjoying his football at Hearts and would be happy to kind of sign on on a longer term deal. 
you look at the number of those assists, you look at his performances, his contract's up next summer. So I would be certainly starting to look at trying to get him to put pen to paper and try and extend that deal so that we don't have, say, a scenario with like John Suter, where we would lose him on a pre-contract. Yeah, absolutely. He's had a fabulous season and I don't really remember him having any poor games, to be honest. He's always kind of been in the mix and um, always been dangerous. And, and he, he, you could tell when he made it, I mean, he obviously came on against Hibs for his debut, but his first start was against Ross County. And I think if my memory serves me right, he was kind of played a, a, that attacking wing-back role. Um, but he was excellent uh, that day, you know, never stopped running. Um, this was a guy that hadn't really had a pre-season, hadn't kicked a competitive ball for, I think, something like six months. Um but as I said, brilliant footballer, and you could see then he was going to be key for us, and he's just went from strength to strength, and he's been a huge part of Hearts' success this season. And, and yeah, we, we've got to get him tied up on a long-term deal, and uh, whether that's, you know, four or five years, and the fact he says that he is comfortable at the club and he's enjoying his football again, I think, is huge. I think I think these players can see the ambition of uh, what Hearts want to do now, so I think it's definitely easier to keep hold of our sort of players. I think that the John Suter one, He's been at the club for a long time. He's obviously had injuries and things like that. So he's probably at a stage of his career where he feels he needs to move on for the best of his career. I think guys like Barry Mackay have had a, a, a tough couple of years. They've moved around a little bit. He's been down south. Um, but he sees the value of, of playing for a big club in Scotland and the opportunity that it'll give him uh, on the international scene, but also the opportunity to go and play in Europe as well. Um, so it's a big selling point. I think the club are in a good place. He's seen other guys sign on, like your Kingsleys and Halkets, and um, he thought to himself, yeah, I'm, I'm what a bit of that as well. So I would fully expect Hearts to go in and tie him down during the summer. Um, I don't think it'll get to the stage where he goes uh, for nothing the, the following season. Um, and I think, again, he'll, he'll be a big part in Hearts', um, Hearts future going forward. It is hard to believe that he struggled so much down south when you look at his performances now, and, you know, obviously, as you've, you've touched on there, it is great to hear him coming out and saying that he's enjoying his football again, and that's, um, I think that's just testament to Robbie and the squad that he's built. I think I think the issue with um, with him down south, I mean, the, the Championship's a funny league, and I think he, he then dropped down to League One, didn't he? And I think if you, you fall out of favour in a team down there, then um, it's, it's difficult to get back in, but I do remember reading that he was something like the one of the top creators in was it League One or League Two he was in I think was Fleetwood it with, would be League One I yeah with with, Fleet, with Fleetwood Town and um, he was still one of their top creators and I would imagine that they probably wanted to keep him on but let's be honest we have the greatest respect to Fleetwood he's he's way above that level um, so if he wasn't getting anything offered in the Championship um, then you know Hearts are definitely the 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 best option for him. Um, but yeah, I, I, as I said, you know, unless you're going down there, I mean, we've seen Callum Parson, he's had a bit of success down south, but again, he's he's at League One, and I would say that he's better than League One. Um, I, I just think in, in England, you're, you're never really guaranteed anything, where up here, he's there's a better chance for him to get settled in a team and everything it gives you as well. Um, but the league just suits him better because he's he's a quick, talented player. He plays in a, in a side that, that can play football and um, and uh, and is able to get the best out of him. I think maybe down south, he was maybe playing in a team that relied a little bit more um, on physicality and 
Although I think he can he can put himself a little, uh, about a bit if he needs to, but um, definitely I think the the way Hearts play um, suits him a lot better because he, he listen he, he doesn't mind taking players on and he doesn't mind taking the ball in um, in tight areas and and making something out of nothing. That's that's his game. Um, I think it's a little bit more difficult to do that down south, and I just think um, it's a perfect match. You know, you seen him at Rangers; he was obviously a bit younger, but he, he had a, a tremendous record of assists there as well. Um, I think one, one of the, uh, I can't remember who it was that said it, but they, they were saying that Barry Mackay, basically, if Rangers had a, a, a decent goal scorer, would have been on something like 100 assists for the club. So um, I, I think I remember him scoring against us as well, actually, at Ibrox. So, he, yeah, he's, he's a top player. And, um, if, yeah, I think he's, is he only, what, 26, 27, something like that. Parts can tie him down certainly for the next uh, three, four years, and um, he'll comfortably. You never know; he might get, he might get near 50, 60 assists for the club himself. The rate he's going at, so um, hopefully he can add a few more goals to his game. Um, certainly before the end of the season, but I think he'll play a, a huge part in any success Hearts are going to have over the next few years. Just before you move on, I think you know it's we've spoken about Craig Halkett. Um, kind of pushing his way into that Scotland squad now. Obviously, probably would have been before he had that injury earlier in the season as well. And again, when Kat, when Halkett was injured, we noticed how big a miss he was for the squad. Um, and now I think Barry McKay is probably the next player that you're looking at in that heart squad that could push his way into into Steve Clark's team. Um, because I think Gordon's right. I think Barry McKay is a great match for for uh, Robbie Nielsen's attacking style of football at the moment. So hopefully he can maybe try and push his way into the into the national team next. I think it's tough for him to get in the national team, though. Scotland have got a, a lot of really good players, um, particularly going forward. Um, but I think he would, he would definitely, he, he would be able to get himself into that kind of um, na- international side and, and start doing well. I think international football wouldn't phase him. I think he's definitely got the quality to play at that level. Um, and again, like you say with Halkett, uh, he's he's done magnificently well. You know, I was critical of him. I wanted him out of the club in the summer, to be honest. Um, but credit to him, I think he's he's been a huge part of um, of of our season really, and certainly since he has come back from injury, he's been brilliant. And um, Kingsley as well, I think, is another one that could easily play um, play at that level. Um, I think he's done magnificently well. I was skeptical when um, they said they were playing him as like a centre half, um, but it just shows you the quality of the guy. Um, he looks comfortable at centre half and at left back, and um, it's the fact that we've got these types of players who can play in different positions. Um, it really, it really gives us a good platform going forward, definitely. Because I think that's been the problem with Hearts uh, over the last few years. We've always just had players for one position and things like that, and we've never had the. And when injuries come along, we've struggled to to change the team and change the way of playing because we don't have those uh, types of players that that you can put in other uh, positions. So. Uh, Mackay's the same, you know, he can play in the number 10 if he needs to and he can play out wide um, he could probably play as a striker to be honest with you um, he's that type of player and so um, it's very exciting I think for, for the club going forward and if they can add more goals um, i.e. from midfield and, and going forward because I think that's probably the actual thing that, that's led us down I think defensively we've been alright this season we've just, uh, for the amount of chances that we've created this season, we've just not scored enough goals. I mean, even though we've, you know, we've, we're now above Ross County in terms of the uh, the third um, 
the third best goal record now, but it's not much in it. And and I think we should really be trying to uh, to, to to improve on that next season by adding at least 10, 15, 20 more goals to the team. And I think um, if Hearts are able to do that, then you'll see them claw the gap on your firm um, down to, to 5, 10 points. Yeah, you know, you speak about Barry McKay's contract running out, obviously, next summer. Another person that's out of contract next summer is Robbie Nielsen. So, you know, we'll need to see how we get on this season in Europe, in the Cups. Robbie Nielsen would maybe be my next person that we could try to tie down. Are you Nielsen's uh, agent or something, Jamie? I mean, you've, you've mentioned him like four times now. Well, he deserves, a lot, of, deserves a lot of... Well, it's an interesting point, I think, to be honest. You know, we yeah. speak about contracts. What does Nielsen need to do to get a new contract? You know, he might fancy a, a bigger well, job. Well, listen, if he, if, he finishes, if he finishes the job, takes Hearts into the group stages of Europe, I'm sure he'll get his new contract. Absolutely think no an English Premier League team could take a chance on Robbie? I don't know. I mean, it depends on the club, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know if a, a Premier League club would come in from... Um, but maybe, certainly, you could see a... A championship team, but I, I don't. I, I think Nielsen, you know, he, he knows the club and he, he knows the potential of Hearts if he can get it right here. I don't think he'll be in a hurry to leave like he was last time. And there was obviously different factors for that last time, as we all know. Um, the fans chase him out this time or not? I suppose. Eh? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. <clears throat> um, and I think we'll come Easter. I think we'll know whether that's <laughs> that's going to be the case or not. Let's be honest. So. Um, but if he gets through these next uh, three games, wins all three of them, he's got group stage football wrapped up for next season. He's got a Scottish Cup final on the horizon. I think, uh, yeah, get, give him the contract and um, certainly um, say to him, you know, you and your backroom staff, I've, I've got a job here certainly for the next six months. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> for, the next, for the foreseeable future and I think give him the opportunity because, he, listen, he, that's some turnaround yet. You have to be honest with you. I think it was nearly a, just over a year to the day that we had lost kind of Brora and Queen of the South and people were turning up at the gates of Tynecastle and, and rightly, by the way, wanting them out um, because it was the most embarrassing result in Hearts history. It was a disgrace. Um, but credit to him, you know, he's, he's turned this team around. Um, he he realised that there was a decent enough core there um, and they've added quality to it and credit to him and Joe Savage you know I think the job they've done to steer the club round in such a short period of time is is magnificent and it just shows you what a club can achieve with the right people um, behind the scenes and I think that's that's a huge part of it it's all right being the manager and being the front of it and, and taking the glory but I think you've got to look at what's actually gone on in the background of the club in terms of the, the coaching staff, in terms of the, the scouting department, um, even the, the medical department, everything has been uh, changed at the football club, even at board level as well. And um, for them, and it needed to be done because the, the club was stale. Um, there was too many people in there that, that shouldn't have been at the football club. Um, losers is the best way to describe them. And unfortunately, the club had a losing mentality for a long, long time. Um, I feel that we've, we've got better professionals in now I think as a football club we're moving in the right direction and uh, and if we continue to um, and listen this has only been 18 months if that um, since kind of we've managed to reshape everything and if we can continue to go um, the way we're going on then it should be a pretty exciting future for the football club hopefully but um, clearly we, we've got things wrong but I think now we're in a position where hopefully we can take the next step and uh, certainly getting into Europe next season would be a huge part um, in doing that. 
We're going to move on and chat about Ross County at the weekend. Um, a team that's probably going to be away from relegation this season. Malcolm Mackay's done a, a quite a decent job there. Um, I'm going for you, Europe. They're going for Europe. What are you talking about? Relegation. They're going for Europe. Well, I mean, every team seems to be going for Europe. I'm saying oh, the ambition, the ambition at Ross County was was obviously credit part to, of the season to stay credit up. Credit to Mr. Mackay. Credit to Mr. Mackay and the job that that he's done at Ross County. Fabulous. And I tipped them to have a decent season, be a, be a wee dark horse. And they've certainly done that. Good club. Too many goals in their team to be worried about relegation. Scored the fourth most goals in the league, only behind Hearts, Celtic and Rangers. And we've only scored one more goal than them. So yeah. far too many goals in that team to to uh, be worried about relegation. But, you know, you look at the, the main uh, main players in that team, you know, Joseph Hungbo is only on loan, so he'll be away back down to Arsenal. Charles Cook's out of contract at the end of the season, doesn't look like he's going to sign a new one. So I'm a wee bit worried for Ross County next season. But as we've seen with Malcolm McKay, yeah, he seems to be able to find a few gems. So, yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine. A tricky game, though. Yeah, nobody's. Uh, I think Ross County haven't lost a home game this this year, so uh, obviously took a, a bit of a heavy defeat at Celtic Park recently. But other than that, they've been playing pretty well. Celtic were the last team to to win there, and I think that was that last minute goal from Tony Ralston. So nobody seems to find it easy up there. Um, so yeah, expecting a very difficult game. Took points off us earlier in the season, and on Boxing Day. Uh, after a pretty slow start they came on really strong and I thought we were actually quite lucky to win that day uh, we were hanging on towards the end another game that I was obviously fortunate enough to be able to watch in person um, so no expecting a very tough game and much like Gordon I'm a big fan of this Ross County team actually yeah uh, absolutely I think um, I mean the, the, the game that, that Jamie's talking about back in September there I thought Hearts actually played pretty well just gave away two stupid goals um, certainly started the game really well and I think we'll have to do something similar because pressure really is on Ross County um, because you know they've got Aberdeen I think in the last game before the split at Pataudry if they're wanting that top six finish and the chance to keep their European dream alive then realistically they'll have to go and beat Hearts and, and at the very least take a point off Aberdeen um, so I mean as well as they've been playing it's a big ask for them it's not an impossible ask, of course, but uh, certainly it's a big ask for them. So I'm sure they'll be right up for the game. Um, it would be easy, I think, for us to maybe have one eye on the, the derby next week. But um, I think we've got to go up there and, and prove a point and show why we are the third best team in the league and go and, go and beat them up there. Um, I'm sure we'll take a good crowd again. The fans enjoy going up there. Hopefully the weather will be OK. A nice sunny day and it'll be a good day out for the fans, hopefully, and hopefully we can get a result and... Um, no injuries, I think that'll be the main thing. If you offered me a point right now and no injuries, I think I would take that. Um, just the no injuries thing. Even if we got beat, I would take the, the no injuries, to be honest with you. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, so it will be easy, I think, for us to maybe have one eye on, on, on the derbies. But I think for us going into it, you want to be going, on, going into these games on the back of a win and to continue that kind of feel-good um, feeling um, at the club. You know, hopefully maybe score a few goals put on a decent performance and then when the, the Tynecastle game comes along go, go into it like we did um, the Livingston game you know start strong so yeah it's, it'll be a tough game for Hearts but um, it's one that they should really be going up there and, and stamping their authority on 
and it's always a decent away day, Jamie, as well. Yeah, I'm sure you're 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 looking forward to it as well, Ross. I won't be there, but you, oh, right. the you, don't, you don't do the long trips, do you? That's right. I forgot you don't do the do the long was, trips. Was, really proud the, hearts, man, like Gordon and myself. It was the train last time that put me off, Jamie. Standing. <laughs> but you weren't standing, you got a seat. The, yeah, we all got seats, then. Yeah, I think we all got seats. It's too yeah. busy. It's too busy. That's no, you're right, It is a good away day. Uh, I like the Mallard. Who doesn't like the Mallard? Um, so, yes, looking forward to I think the, the, the 8.40 train or something up there in the morning. Hopefully Gordon makes it. And, uh, yeah, in the Mallard to watch the kickoff. So I'll be there. Don't, don't you worry about that, Sunshine. I'll be there. And, uh, of course, if you want to come along and Ask her a few autographs, and we'll be welcome to find them. We're very approachable people. So you'll be there at what eight thirty nine, possibly, or I'll just I'll still be there. I'll still be there. Maybe running for the train, but I'll be there. Yes, my money will be be will be on Gordon missing that train. Mm, no, 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 no. I've I've already missed enough trains this season. I've I've already met my quota. So, uh, no, no, I'll, I'll be making that. I made the last one comfortably, so I, I feel I'll probably make this one. Yeah, I don't see you making two in a row. That's the thing. Uh, what was the last away day? Dun- was it Dundee United, wasn't it? Um, I, we I made, nearly, I made we nearly missed that one. We didn't nearly miss that, Chief. Yeah, but that wasn't our fault, so that was Uber's fault. Um, so, you know, we, we obviously can't be blamed for that. Um, to be fair, none of them were my fault anyway. Um, you try to say there's a vendetta against you. Uh, I may, I've mentioned it many times, mentioned it many times, but for legal reasons, I can't go into it at the moment. Ominous. So we'll move on. Um, you made a good point, Gordon, about the the two games following Ross County. Oh. Obviously, obviously the derby and then the derby and the cup. Mm. How how do we how do we look at that first derby? Looking ahead to the two derbies. Yeah, listen, it's a game you want to go and win. We haven't beaten them at Tincastle for a few years now. Um, some uh, need to get a monkey off our backs, I think. And certainly if we can uh, go and beat them, because listen, uh, we, uh, Hibs have got two massive games before that anyway. Um, we're a bit fortunate that we're, we're certainly more comfortable um, in our position. I would take, uh, you know, they're fighting for their top six lives. And um, realistically, they probably need two wins. I think they need to come to Tynecastle and win. Um, so the pressure will be on them. Have they got the ability to come to Tynecastle and win? I'm not so sure. Um, but you never know. It's a derby game. Um, I think if Hearts are at it, if they put Hibs under the cosh, um, put a lot of pressure on them from the start, press them high, um, don't give them an opportunity to 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 try and play their way out. I think Hearts can can cause them a lot of problems. And certainly, what you want to do is you want to. You want to try and inflict a heavy defeat on them ahead of the semi-final, get a bit of doubt in there, um, a bit of confidence. Because I think a confident hearts going into derbies um, in particular, you always tend, to, you do generally see, certainly Hamden anyway, I mean, certainly the the, the, the last two times that we've given them a doing, um, we've went in at those games buoyant. You know, the fans are are, uh, are buzzing, are up for, are, are, are confident they're going to win the game. There's no kind of trepidation. We're up for the game and, and we go and blow them away. And I just think that's a... I, mean, I remember I was speaking to Andy Webster about it and, and they said, 
you know, do, do how much does that kind of go into the players' minds? And he said it didn't really um, make much difference, but I think it goes into the Hibs players' minds. I think if Hearts give them a do in the, the week before, then um, the pressure will be on them to try and kind of, I mean, that'll be their cup final, really, particularly if they if they are out of the top six um, and their season just rests on that semi-final. I mean, really, their season probably rests on the semi-final anyway. I think if they get beaten, even if they finish fourth, I don't think Hibs fans would necessarily um, be that pleased about it. Um, so it's a massive game uh, for both sides, but I think if Hearts can go into that game and, and, and there's no point, you know, saying try to prioritise one at this stage um, I don't think Nielsen will do that. He knows that the, the league derby is uh, just as important as any other derby, even though I suppose if you offered the fans one, you would want to win the Hamden one naturally. But um, I think I think going into the game, Hearts will look to win it and they would probably approach it as they would any other derby. And I think that's the only way they can approach it. And Jamie, tickets came out today for the, the, the Cup um, semi-derby. Seem to be selling very well. Yeah, as you would expect, support's been really good all season, actually, to be fair. We've taken some some really good crowds, and of course that helps when the team's doing well, but I would expect Hearts to snap up the, the tickets for the semi-final pretty quickly. Um, I think if you're hoping to try and get one on general sale, you'll need to have more than just your fingers crossed. Um, as for the Hibs perspective, I'm not I'm not too sure. I don't really care, to be honest, but... Uh, I, would expect, I would quite like to see it being a sellout. Um, but yeah, whether we can we can make that happen, I'm sure we will. But I read someone said that they had sold ten, um, but that was with like two per account for them. Yeah, uh, I was going to say I think we've done it a wee bit differently. Yeah, we 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 do our staggered. I think they. Just, I don't know if they just go straight to general sale or, or if they're maybe doing season tick holders plus one. So. Um, but and seemingly they went on sale six days ago and they've just sort of reached ten. So I believe. Um, yeah. I'm, so I, I I couldn't I couldn't say for for certain, but apparently that that is the case. And in fact, Hearts have sold seven in an hour. I think I would imagine we'll probably by the time general sale comes, I think we'll be looking at about fourteen thousand as being sold, and then you'll have that kind of last five six thousand for for general sale. And I would imagine that they'll get snapped up pretty quickly as well. Should we be cheeky and ask for an extra 5,000 tickets? <laughs> well, maybe that's why uh, the SFA are insisting that they're selling section by section. So you never know. Imagine if that happened, though. Oh, it'd, be an embar- if- it'd be an embarrassment for for, uh, for Hibs, I think, if uh, if we ended up getting more tickets and, and outnumbering them. I think that would really be an embarrassment. I don't see it happening. I think it, uh, I'd... Difficult to say if both sides will sell out, but uh, I think Hearts will sell out, yeah. But um, I think the Hibs end will still be pretty full. Should be a good atmosphere. Looking forward to it. Just hope it doesn't rain, put it that way. Or snow. Mm. Oh, who knows? It's Grand National Weekend, so... Uh, no, it's not, actually. Apologies. Um, that's the week before. Um, yeah. Uh, Easter weekend. Okay. It's generally always quite nice. You've just drinks it now, Gordon. <laughs> Listen, as long as the arts win, I couldn't care less if it rains, snows, thunder. I'm not bored. The having the old firm on Easter Sunday, not quite sure whose idea that was. It's obviously just the way it's panned out, but did a wee chuckle when I seen that. Yeah, um, it's an interesting one. Uh, and is it what time's kick off as well? Is it four? I want to say it's two. 
All right, is that? Somebody said it was going to be four, but I'm not yeah. wrong about what to do. No, but even then, you know, I think it's uh, it was always going to be the Sunday between the two, wasn't it? Um, listen, it's a bank holiday weekend. I think I would imagine both games will be sellouts. It's a really good atmosphere. Uh, advert for Scottish football, to be honest. Uh, particularly if we can have two full houses, two derby semi-finals. Um, it's just a shame, really, that the, the SFA have probably priced out more fans than they needed to. Um, not that it'll put off too many people, I don't think. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really fascinating weekend. And I'll be interested to see uh, how it pans out. But I think for, for a Scottish football point of view, um, I think we should be selling it to the hills. Because, as I said, it's never happened before. Two derby semi-finals in, in one weekend. Um, and it's a really, a really exciting arbit for the for Scottish football. Obviously, we'll divert a little bit as we sometimes like to do on the podcast, um, and we'll move on and talk about um, a regular guest that we have that couldn't be here today because um, he's obviously a TV star. Gordon David um, David was on Countdown this week. Yeah, yeah. Ch- Channel Four Zone. David Campbell. Um, yeah, he's let everybody down, hasn't he? It was a, it was a pretty, it was an okay performance, but um, he was flying the flag for the review. Um, obviously, we we asked Dan Robinson on for an exclusive just to chat about his performance, but turned us down. Uh, didn't bother asking Stephen Fry because we'd have to make it a two-hour podcast. But um, yeah, listen, it's it's it takes a lot of bottle to go on a show like that, but uh, credit to him. And unfortunately, he just didn't have enough quality on the day to get the job done. Um, but I'm sure he'll be proud of his performance. And he takes home a goodie bag. Um, so credit to him. And uh, commiserations. I mean, at least he's done something. We've not made a TV appearance. Um, I've been on TV before. Have you? Many yeah, I've been on, been on TV as well. National TV? As yep. in British TV? Yep, the BBC and STV slash ITV. When were you on TV, Gordon? I didn't know you were on TV. I knew you were on TV, Jamie, with your journalism and stuff. But yeah, it was, yeah. Once, it was once when I was at, I was at school, and uh, it was the the Mela. Um, They'd opened a new McDonald's down beside Gordon's school. No, I'm, 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 banned, I'm banned from McDonald's. Um, no, it was the it was the Mela Festival. And we were at primary school and we made like these paper mache um, things and we went and go and presented it to them and stuff and we got interviewed. And obviously, famously, uh, 2004 League Cup final walked out as well. It's also front and centre there for the Livy Lions. See, how, how, how many like non-Livingston fans do you reckon walked out in that semi, in that final? Uh, I mean, there was probably quite a few in the Livingston end. I don't. I, I would like to think that every single one of them, bar me, um, was a Livingston fan. Um, otherwise, it would be a bit of a, a bit of a farce. But uh, it was funny, nevertheless. Ex-Hearts goalkeeper Roddy McKenzie, though, I walked out with him. Um, asked, I think the only thing I said to him was he used to play for Hearts, and he just sort of looked at me rather, rather confused. But um, yeah, it was a good day. I was getting beat. Always, always nice. Um, but yeah, I know I've been been telling a couple of times. Obviously, 
basically make an appearance every weekend on sports scene, don't we, really? You can't count that. I mean, if, if, if we were to count that, then then, then I've made TV appearances, being in, being in the side of pitches and stuff, my job. Yeah, you have. You've also been abused by our section. Well, that's true. That's true. And I blame my dad for that, to be fair. I do blame my yeah. dad for that. Still one of the best wrong. moments. One of the best moments I've ever had at Tin Castle, that, I have to say. Yeah. Justifiably so. Yeah. Yeah. My dad got the whole section to start singing a derogatory song to myself when I was on the pitch at Tincastle. It was great. It's great. Thanks, Dad. Still one of my best memories, though, at Tincastle, I have to say as well. <laughs> I think it's what every Hearts fan dreams of, really, being booed and called a, a banker by, um, by their own support. Well, that's true. You know, you know that, that, was, that was the ambition. And, um, you know... I got there, so I'm, I'm I'm very happy, very happy. I can die happy, put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on from TV appearances and getting called a banker, um, Scotland Ukraine. Obviously, this week we should have been playing the World Cup playoffs against Ukraine and then the winner of Wales and um, Austria. Obviously, didn't work out. We ended up playing Poland and um, Austria. In a friendly because we'll have Wales in the summer potentially. Firstly, Gordon, do you think the Scotland Ukraine game will get played in June when they say it is, or do you think do you think they'll keep on kicking the can down the road until the game can get played? Well, I, I don't really see how they could kick the can down the road because realistically, I mean, obviously the, the tournament's in uh, November. Um, you've maybe got one or two international breaks before then. I mean, there's usually an October one, but I think they may have cancelled that possibly um, uh, because obviously they're they're still having to accommodate the league. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they can't really um, kick it down the road. I think, listen, in my opinion, um, it it shouldn't have been postponed. And listen, what's happening in Ukraine is, is terrible. Um, absolutely. Um, but they, they, they should have made a decision. And I know it might have, it might have seemed cold and callous um, had they, they either give Scotland a bye or if they had just said, listen, the, the game's got to be played, can you send a team? Because there's still Ukrainian footballers playing football. I mean, let's not pretend, let's not forget that. You know, they're still playing in all their respective leagues. Not every single one of them's went back to go and fight in the war. Um, I, I'm fairly certain they could have still threw a team together. Um, now, whether that's right or not or wrong is a, a total different argument. But I think in terms of the schedule, and it, and it goes back to you know even the COVID schedule as well. Um, you know these these games have to have to be played, and if if they can't be played, then I'm afraid they, they would have to forfeit. And I think if they if they can't now play in June, they'll have to do that, and Scotland will have to go through. I think I think UEFA had had they had a potential. Um, well, what they could have done is with the Poland game is just made that the the qualifier and then maybe just put Ukraine through or or they could have come up with some sort of scenario like that. I think rather than, you know, they kicked Russia out, obviously gave Poland the bye straight through to play Sweden, but, you know, they could have just made it Scotland v Poland because um, that quite easily could have been the draw as well. So uh, I think they've, um, they've, they've kind of muddled it up a little bit, the fact that, you know, we're going to, uh, there's going to be three teams um, 
going into the, the, the pot for the draw. Um, and obviously one of them's still going to be there. So there's still a lot of questions to be to be answered and it's just just a mess really. Um the whole thing. I think Scotland um would have preferred to get it out of the road now. I think they would have beaten Wales. I think they would have beaten Ukraine, actually, even a full-strength Ukraine. Um, I think Scotland are in a good place right now. You don't know what's going to come on uh, during the summer. You know, it could be injuries to key players. And um, and the same might happen to Wales. You never know. Um, so I think and everybody had bought a ticket and things like that as well for the playoff game. I just think... Uh, because now it throws the um, the the whole schedule... In, in an uproar because you would have had uh, people who had booked flights and things like that for you know Nations League games that, that are meant to be played in June what happens to them when do they then get put in um, so you're just constantly playing catch up and I believe Pat was telling me that Ed Sheedan seemingly has got dates booked to Hamden for June round about the same sort of time that the playoff game would is scheduled to be played Um so I don't know what's going to happen there, if they can even use Hamden. Um, I mean, don't quote me on that, but he was just telling me um, that, that Ed Sheeran has has dates round about the the time that they're they're planning on playing the playoffs. So um, let's be honest with you, the money that, that the concert generates, I, I don't think they're going to be able to um, to to postpone them. So you've then got a stadium issue. Where, where do you play? Where do you play the game if Hamden's not available? Do you go to Murrayfield? Do you go to Parkhead? Um, I think Ibrox has got concerts on as well, but I think they're also digging up their pitch. So, I mean, you've got either Parkhead or, or Murrayfield. And um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of questions, but I don't think it, well, Ukraine will even be able to play in June. I think they're just kidding themselves on um, because I don't think the war is going to be, be finished by then. And then you ask yourselves, right, what do we do? Do we just give Scotland a bye? Or do they? Well, they can't play anybody else now um, because the, the Poland ship is obviously sailed. Um, you can't reinstate a team that's already been defeated. So um, you just give Scotland a bye and then Scotland play Wales in June. So, but then there's fans who have already bought tickets for these playoffs that are that are obviously going to get done out of money and that'll cost the SFA in the pocket. So yeah, it's a mess. The whole thing's a mess. I'm assuming it's it's big dunk. I didn't have him down as an Ed Sheeran fan. Gordon. Well, he's met Ed Sheeran before. Good buddies. Um, but yeah, no, he was he he, he was telling me. Yeah, uh, he was saying that, that Ed Ed Sheeran has a uh, has three dates booked for Hamden round about that uh, round about those times. And obviously, um, Liam Gallagher as well. We're going there in July, I think it is. So so Hamden will be uh, will be well used. There's not many free dates. Particularly after Hearts have won the Scottish Cup, so um, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a mess. I'd like if it is the case, and if Murrayfield's available, they should use Murrayfield. Um, Sixty-seven thousand in there uh, for for a game of that magnitude would be magnificent. But um, yeah, I, I don't see the the playoff game getting played uh, unless Ukraine can field a team of of the players who are currently playing and, and aren't fighting. Like I say, I think they would be able to do that because of the amount they are playing all over Europe. But um, whether they want to do that or not is a, a different story. Talking about the schedule, Jamie, th- does it put Scotland at a disadvantage if we are to play the Ukraine game? You know, we'll play one game against Ukraine and then we'll obviously play the, the, the final against Wales after that. Does that put us at a disadvantage or is it more of an advantage considering we'll have two more competitive games outside the Nations League? 
No, I think it's a disadvantage. It's a, a busy schedule. You to read the been reading that a couple of the players have come out and said, you know, don't make us play. I think it's going to be six games in uh, in June. I think the main one that I read was Andy Robertson. Um, kind of to just go back to kind of the playoff to I think it'll get played. Uh, I don't. Um, I hope it does because that means that obviously Ukraine will be in a better situation than it is now, and that's obviously something that we all want to see. But um, I'm I'm not holding my breath to be honest. And I agree with Gordon. I think UEFA have kind of, or is it FIFA? Sorry, have kind of boxed themselves into a a hole now, really, um, because they kind of had a couple of options open to them, and now, as Gordon says, a couple of them have sailed. So it's like, well, you can't really can't really do as much now as they could have before. Um, people are now obviously coming out and saying that Scotland should just lie down and let Ukraine uh, pass, be, be, be through to the next round, which uh, is not something I agree with. And I think it's easy to say that when it's not your country that is involved. A lot of these people are perhaps unsurprisingly uh, English journalists and members of the media. So it doesn't surprise me too much that they're coming out and saying that Scotland should be doing this, that and the next thing to help. Um, I, I'm not sure I would... Not sure I could see England doing that if they were in this uh, this situation. Um, but no, to, to answer your question, I don't see the playoff getting played, no. But what do you make of these arguments that have been made by supporter groups that, you know, do say they're in a terrible situation? Surely it would help that Ukraine do go to the World Cup for the country. Pie-in-the-sky nonsense and... Um... Listen, you know, I, I sympathise completely with, with the situation in Ukraine and, of course, there's things that are more important than football, but the reality is that's just not going to happen. Scotland have not been a, a World Cup for 23, 24 years, whatever it is. Um, they're, they're just not going to step aside so Ukraine can go there just because they've been invaded. There's there's hundreds of countries that have been invaded over the years and um, <laughs> it's, it's just... It's just complete lunacy um it's not going to happen and um nor should it to be honest with you because it just defeats the the whole point of sport integrity um that's just like saying um you know we've had to end the season so let's award teams the leagues it's just it's, it's not right it wasn't a surprise to see who it was really coming from largely as i say members of kind of the english uh, the english media mainly uh, that i've seen anyway um, so I'm not really sure they have much of a much of a right to comment on it, to be honest. Um, and Gordon's right. I think it's just a bit of a pipe dream. It's just just not going to happen um, for obvious reasons, really. And obviously everybody, even Shevchenko, you know, come out and said, you know, the best the best uh, way is to get this played on the pitch. And you know, obviously everybody would agree that that is the best uh, the best possible outcome. But you know, is it going to be possible? As I say, I don't think it is. So. And Gordon's right with the, the timings. You know, we've sort of probably delayed it now as far as we're probably going to be able to de to delay it because obviously now the draw's been... Uh, is the draw not supposed to be, you know, getting made and that as well? I just feel it's just... It's, the draw's on Friday. Yeah, I knew it was soon. So there's another thing, you know, you just can't afford to really delay it any longer because it is just going to become a bit of a mess if you continue to kind of push things back. I mean, at least we'll be at the draw. Yeah, it's one positive I suppose just thinking of the amount of World Cup draws that I've watched in my lifetime in Scotland I've never even been in them I mean they might not even be at the tournament but at least they'll be in the draw <laughs> well, that's what I mean that's a trivia question by the way because obviously what happened with the Euros as well we're in the draw anyway as well 
before. No, but they do not. They do not have us down as like team team four or something. Aye, and so, so I think I think it's a similar situation. They'll have yeah. us down as as team whatever yeah. coming in because we're the only. I think I think everyone else, if I'm right in saying, most other teams have actually qualified. I think Oceanus got through. Thing they all have now. I mean, or or no, actually, I think there's a few playoff games, uh, for, like the Asian ones and stuff. I think still to to determine. I think they happen in sort of June, July, I believe. I think there's still a few of them to to uh, to sort out. Yeah, so they'll be as I say, at least we'll be in the draw. Um, predictions for Saturday up in Ross County, guys. Yeah, I'll go, uh, yeah, I think there'll be goals. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll go. 3-1 to Hearts. 2-2, two, two, same as earlier in the season. I'm going to go 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. We'll draw, I think. I don't think, I think, I think we might win because you're not there, Ross. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what? I, I hope we do. I hope we do. And I get called a bogey. I, de- de- I deserve it for, for not going up. Well, like, I mean, if that's the case, if, if Hearts do win the game rather comfortably, and you not being there is the reason, then I'm afraid there's a semi-final ticket for sale. Final ticket going spare. <laughs> yeah, we can publicly auction it off. There we go. After everything's been, after everyone's been sold, hmm. we'll do, we'll do that. Know, I'll cool. not be. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks very much for joining me this week. Um, yeah, hopefully Hearts do get a win over Ross County, and um, we could well secure third. Till next week. Goodbye.